Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuesday, September 1st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Well, Hoynesy, the, uh, the, the new-look Indians look a, a lot like the, uh, the, the same old Indians last night. Uh, didn't score a lot of runs, got some excellent pitching from Shane Bieber, and, and still lost uh, really a heartbreaker uh, to the Royals 2-1. to one. Um, What went wrong, what went right, and, and what's wrong with, uh, with James Karinczak in his last couple outings? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Bieber, to me, he's still struggling with his mechanics the last two days, the last two games out. He's walking a lot of, you know, he's walking a lot of people for him, but he's amazing. He's still, you know, he still doesn't, he, nobody scores on him. Uh, I think he would he was disappointed that he didn't pitch deeper into that game. And I think that kind of came back and bit him a little bit. But uh, with uh, Karen Chak, um I think what we're seeing, Joe, is, you know, kind of a young, young star uh, reliever going through uh, some hiccups a little bit. I think uh, he's been put in really high, high leverage situations. Um, and, you know, you're not going to be perfect all the time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with him. You know, he's not hurt. Um, he's th- still throwing 95, 96, 97 miles an hour. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got to find – you know, kind of, to me, you know, he, he he really gets amped up. You can tell. I think he w- it would be nice if he found, like, a kind of a way to calm himself down. And, you know, he reminds mm-hmm. me kind of a Clevenger. When Clevenger first came up and he right. was so hyper that it would work against him sometimes. So, you know, he's got to find that. I don't want to take some breathing exercises or, I don't know, take a yoga mat out to the mound and do <laughs> some, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> barking dog poses or something, but you know, I think he's got to, he's got to find that, that happy place and, and still produce, but I, I, I'm not worried. I I don't think, I think he'll be fine. Did the, did the Royals last night uh, give sort of a a roadmap or a playbook against James Karinczak? Seemed to me they were just patient at the plate, waited for him to throw something straight and in the zone. And, and that's what they were swinging at. If it was a curveball, they were just letting it go by. And if it was a strike, it was a strike. If it wasn't, they, you know, they got ahead in the count. Uh, they, they laid off of everything that had a hump in it and anything straight and in the strike zone, they were swinging. Yeah, that's a great point. And he's got two pitches. So, you know, he's not going to fool anybody. If he can't throw the f- curveball over, 
he's, he's coming with a fastball. And even if it's 95, 96, 97 miles an hour, those guys are going to hit it. You know, and, and you bring that up, Joe, that's a good point. They were doing the same thing to Bieber. Bieber threw a lot more fastballs, I thought. Uh, uh, they weren't swinging at anything out of the zone, especially his breaking ball. And he gets a lot of strikeouts on that. He still, you know, he still struck out nine guys. And Bieber even said uh, after the game that they kind of changed that their strategy was not don't swing at anything out of the zone, uh, make them throw fastballs. And they weren't even swinging at those sometimes. Right. Bieber gets so much swing and miss on his curveball because it tunnels the same way as his fastball does. And it's, it's right there. And it was just off the plate last night. It was just missing. And it doesn't help when, when we've seen the inconsistent strikes, strike zones uh, from the same crew of, of umpires that, that, you know, has sort of followed the Indians around uh, to, to the majority of their, their games. And again, the, you know, not making excuses, but when you've got an inconsistent strike zone combined with a team that's being extremely, in fact, overly patient, and, and Bieber isn't as sharp with his curveball, uh, again, it was impressive that he got through six innings and that he, that he struck out nine. That that really does say – that just tells you how dominant he really is. When it's a team that's up there, you know, swinging free and, and you know, the strikes are, are being called in his favor, I, I he could he, – we've seen what he can do. So, yeah, uh, last night was, you know, a, sort of a – uh, the perfect storm of all those things coming together. And then of course the Indians bats just, you know, taking another vacation uh, uh, for the umpteenth time. I think it was the 17th time this year that the Indians scored uh, three runs or fewer. Uh, in, yeah. And it's just, and they, they, they just can't seem to get themselves in situations where they're, they're finding that right combination of aggressiveness at the plate and, and being able to, Put the ball in play. Yeah, and, and they don't string hits together. You know, we've seen the one game in St. Louis, you know, they, they score 14 runs. Then they haven't scored more than two runs in the last three games. Um, you know, the, the one time they did put two hits together was uh, Santana and, and Reyes, and they, they took a one nothing lead. But, you know, a one nothing lead in the big leagues is, no. is not exactly a comfortable lead. So you got to add on, and they just – you know, they just don't do it. It's, it's, it's been a struggle, you know, all season. All right. Well, uh, again, we, we mentioned, we alluded to at the top there, uh, you know, the, the new look, the different Indians. Uh, tonight's game, we're going to have uh, Zach Plesak on the mound. Zach Plesak's going to make his return to the Indians. What are we expecting out of Plesak after being away from the team for about three weeks now? Um, after being sort of exiled to the, the alternate site in Lake County. Uh, when he walked off the mound the last time in Chicago, uh, his last outing for the Indians, he was, he was on fire. He was excellent. Can we expect him to come and just walk right back into that same mold uh, at, at this point? Or, or should we, we sort of temper our expectations? Yeah, I think we better temper our expectations. I think, uh... You know, he, you know, he was at, he, you could tell he was building towards something in Chicago. He was six scoreless innings. He looked in control and command. Uh, now, and that was what, August 8th. So, you know, he hasn't pitched, uh, you know, this is September 1st. So it's been a while since he's pitched in a big league game. So I think there's going to be a few rough spots, but, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with his arm. Uh, you know, he's going to have to go through the same stuff that, that Clevenger did. 
he, I'm, I'm probably, I'm sure he, you know, he's probably already did that. And maybe he got there last night to Kansas city. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he's mended some fences, but he's going to have to deal with that too on the mound. And uh, I think this kid is, uh, you know, we've seen him, what his first start was in Boston, tough place to uh, make your big league debut. He survived a hour rain delay, came back out. So I think, um, I think he'll be okay, but I think it's going to take him a couple starts to get back in the swing of things. Is there a fear or is there a worry that we're going to see a different Zach Plesac? I mean, this is a kid who came up and he, you know, between the ears, he was very mature from the very beginning. He, you could tell that nothing really sort of rattled him or phased him. That's, that's from his background, you know, his uncle being a, a longtime pitcher in the league. Uh, it, there was, there was really nothing that seemed that you could throw at Zach Plesak that he couldn't handle with, with this whole situation with the Chicago incident and the, you know, being demoted and that kind of stuff. Uh, how's he going to come back? And besides that, you've also traded away his best friend on the team. So is there going to be maybe sort of an attitude from, from Zach Plesak? Uh, is he going to be a hundred percent bought into this, this Indians organization now? when he's seen sort of the, the nasty side of it where, where the Indians can say, hey, look, if, if, uh, if this is the way it's going to be, we're just going to turn around and trade you uh, to Clevenger. It, it, does he become a little more jaded? Well, uh, hopefully he does, Joe. Maybe this is part of becoming a professional that, uh, you know, you, you, the only time you're in control is when you basically, when you're on the mound, if you're a pitcher, you know, there's people that uh, basically – are going to, you know, they can, they can keep you or they can trade you. And uh, maybe that the light bulb went on and maybe he grows up a little bit. Uh, and uh, maybe he doesn't make another uh, Instagram video, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I think, uh, I think this kid will, will handle it. Uh, you know, what, what did Clevenger say when, when we asked him about it? He said, you know, this is motivated police act, you know, motivated more than anything. Um, I, you know, you know, one thing he's going to be in shape. He's going to be I'm sure he's, he's, you know, his arm is ready. Um, you know, and it's just how you handle it. Like you said, between the years, there's a lot going on right now. And can he, uh, can he shut that all out for uh, six, seven, eight innings tonight? Eight innings. Wow. You're asking that. That's asking a lot. <laughs> Daryl Lindsay. Wow. Uh, okay. Let's, let's look uh, at the trading deadline and everything that sort of went down. Uh, the Padres were really the big story here, uh, not just doing the, the deal with the Indians, the, what, the fifth deal in the last 25 months with the Indians uh, that, that, that they've uh, come up with a trade, but A.J. Preller, the, the, the GM uh, there in San Diego, really sort of reshaped that team. It, it, he's sort of pushing all of his chips to the center of the table at this point because they're one of the hottest teams in the league. They're They've got an offense that's, that's led by Fernando Tatis, one of the most electrifying players in the league. He's doing right now at shortstop in the NL what we expected Francisco Lindor to be doing all the, the whole time uh, this season at, at shortstop in the AL. Uh, and, and really, Tatis looks like the real deal at this point. Uh, can they add Clevenger, add a couple of catchers, add some relievers, and, and challenge the Dodgers there in the, AL, in the NL West? You know, that's a great, great question, Joe. I, I don't know if they can challenge the Dodgers, but I know, you know, they, they're in position to make the postseason for the first time, what, in about seven or eight years, um, maybe even longer than that. Uh, but they add Clevenger, they add Rosenthal, 
Uh, they go, they get some offense with Mitch Moreland. Um, he had Greg Allen. Uh, so, uh, you know, you know, like you said, a couple catchers. Um, so, uh, you know, this is going to be in that Austin Nola. What, you know, everybody was talking about this guy. <laughs> it, right. You know, he's kind of a utility guy, right? A super utility guy. Right. So, and, and that he's the kind of guy that the, the analytics guys love. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously they did a lot of a lot of work. They did they made a lot of trades. Can they catch the Dodgers? I I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, uh, but they can't. But they certainly the Padres certainly can push them, uh, and they they uh, you know <laughs> they won the trade deadline. I guess say I, I guess you could say. And uh, let's say let's see how they do. You know, uh, come uh, October. I think they 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 overwhelmed the, uh, the the trade deadline more than anything. I think. Uh, you win the trade deadline by just making so many moves that it's it's impossible to overlook you. Uh, and it might be their strategy. 2006, the last time the Padres, 2005 and 2006, the last time the Padres wow. made the uh, the playoffs, losing in the uh, the league, uh, losing in the division series um, both times. So, uh, yeah, been a while. And, and really uh, what I heard uh, just from, from listening to some of the, the national guys, uh, on, on MLB Network, uh, that ever since the the Chargers left uh, San Diego and, and went to LA, that the Padres sort of stepped into that that vacuum, and a lot of the fan they, there's been a lot more interest in the Padres, and and maybe that's some part of the reason why you're seeing this team sort of try to capture that and go for it right now. Uh, you know, aside from the fact that they've they've got a pretty decent lineup. Uh, one of the pieces that, that the Indians added in this Mike Clevenger trade was Josh Naylor. And he's the, uh, the brother of Bo Naylor, their 2018 number one draft pick. Uh, uh, Josh, uh, not, not, not exactly the most impressive physical uh, uh, presence. It sort of reminds me of a Matt Lawton type uh, uh, physically. But uh, last night got in, uh, got a pinch hit appearance. Uh, against Kansas City, grounded out for the last out of the game. But, uh, you know, can can we expect anything out of Naylor, uh, sort of any sort of injection of, of life in that offense, maybe towards the uh, the middle or bottom of the order? Um, it sounds like he's going to get a chance to do that, Joe. Uh, you know, Chris Antonetti was talking about it yesterday, said he's going to be a regular. And, uh, you know, he can't do much worse than anybody else in that outfield is done. I mean – that, that, you know, outside of uh, Tyler Naquin, uh, really, you know, and what was, did you watch the game last night? Uh, of course I watched the game what, last what night. Was it, what was Delino, what did, what Delino Shields and, and, and Lindor cut the throw off? Was, that was like a Manny, Manny There you Ramirez go. That's exactly off. what I was going to say. That looked like Manny Ramirez cutting off the throw. Manny Ramirez cut, Johnny off, Damon, right? cut off a throw from Johnny Damon. Manny Ramirez was the left fielder and he cut off the throw. <laughs> uh and then, and then you asked uh, Sandy about it in the in the post game. You asked Sandy Alomar, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's something that that Frankie's been doing." And it's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and he said it was it was deep. He's it's pretty deep out there. I mean, he's, he's the Shields was charging, base, wasn't it? The Shields was charging the, the the ball. There's there's no way that throw couldn't have been more than eighty feet between the uh, Shields and Lindor, and he snatched it out of the sky, and. And I don't know if the throw it, it wouldn't have made the play any closer. Yeah. I don't think if he had let it go, but yeah, that that was sort of. And you saw that the funniest part was Adam Simber 
uh, behind the plate. Adam Simber, who had given up the hit, yeah. uh, went to back up the throw behind uh, Roberto Perez behind the plate. And Adam Simber saw the ball get cut and saw it come up short, and he screamed into his glove. Now, I don't know if it was frustration over you know, being ahead in the count 0-2 and giving up a base hit. Yeah. Or or the the fact that Frankie did that. But, uh, you know, it would have been interesting to have the mic on to hear what he uh, hear what he screamed into his glove at that point. Joe, uh, when you look at this trade, you know, usually you got one guy you can hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. What – is there one guy that jumps out at you like this? I think sort of the you can you can combine Arias and Cantillo. And, yeah. and the two of them, uh, I think, sort of make make that one guy that you would hang your hat on. I, I really do because I, I can't see – Arias doesn't hit enough to, uh, to, to, to wow me as the, the, the main prospect in a deal. And Cantillo, you know, he's not like this overpowering big lefty. But really I think he was, he was sort of a key in that they wanted to get their hands on him and develop him like they yeah. do their young pitchers. I, I can really see him uh, coming in like a like a Savali or a Plesek or or hopefully even a Bieber in in one or two seasons being that guy to to sort of step in when he's needed. So that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I guess you know, I guess you look at this deal that it is a total package. I mean, mm-hmm. like like Antonetti was saying, they you 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 help you get some help for the present, you get some help for the future. And you take care of the payroll. It helps you manage the payroll. But, but how much help did they get for the present, though? I, Josh yeah. Naylor? Josh Naylor. And Josh Hedges, Naylor. what is Hedges going to do for you? Um, he's going to hold a clip. I mean, I, you know, I know. obviously, you know, he's a good defensive catcher. But what are you going to do with three catchers? Yeah, I don't see I, – I mean, you can put Hedges in there as your, as your backup guy now. Yeah. But, but really – okay, so – are you going to be able to pinch hit more later in games because you let Roberto Perez, you know, carry the the starter as far as he goes. And then as soon as the starter's out of the game, you can start moving guys around at the the bottom of the Mm -hmm. order. Maybe, maybe. you know, maybe that's an option, but I, I I don't know, man. Uh, And and you don't lose anything. You don't lose too much with hedges coming in uh, behind Perez, but we, we know that Sandy Leone doesn't hit the ball. Hedges at least has some pop. You know, he, yeah. he hit 17 home runs in a season, you know. But maybe, so. maybe you bring up somebody from uh, the minors that can uh, – I mean, the minors. The, 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 the alternate, alternate training camp and, you know, switch one of those catchers out. I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's weird. Well, I mean, maybe then, it's just a product of the 28-man roster too. That, that really could be it. Uh, now you don't have – you've got your taxi squad. You don't have to carry, a, uh, you know, Bo Taylor on the taxi squad, the, the three extra guys who – are, are with the team for emergencies. So, oh, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. You know, who knows what the, you're certainly not going to pinch hit Austin Hedges or Sandy yeah. Leone at any time. So uh, they're, they're only coming in as defensive replacements. And what, what did you think about Mercado coming back? Uh, it was sort of necessary. I think uh, yeah. you, you lost Greg Allen, but it, when you, when you DFA uh, Domingo Santana, that that sort of made the move necessary because you were short outfielders, even for for last night. I mean, when when Framil Reyes doubles in the ninth inning, you've got to have somebody to run for Framil yeah, Reyes in that situation. Right. So the good right. thing they they made the move, and it was a good thing that Mercado showed up on time. You think uh, Mercado gets a, gets another look in center field? Uh, yeah, but they're I would sort like of, to see that. I I mean, last year wasn't a mirage, was it? I mean. 
No, I, I, I think he can hit. I, I just, it's a weird year. It, he didn't get yeah. a normal sort of, you know, you're not, you can't just run him out there for 20 games and say, here, here's your shot. They, they tried that for about, you know, 12 games yeah. and, and that's it. Uh, so yeah, I, maybe they give him a shot now, but I, what's it, right now between the two of them, between the Shields and, and Mercado, they're about the same. It, yeah. They're At least Mercado can player. make a throw, though, right? He's got a better arm than DeShields. <laughs> He's a uh, man. Yeah, and and who knows? Maybe DeShields is still feeling the effects of uh, of the the virus, which you know I, I heard it mentioned last night on the broadcast that you know his legs still feel heavy from time. Yeah, to time. maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. And who knows? So yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're uh, we're about at the point where it's it's put up or shut up time right now. They they've got what. Two more games here in Kansas City, and then an off day, and then they open a a, a big weekend series back home against the the Brewers, who we we really haven't heard much of. Uh, I mean, if they were close enough to to selling off Josh Hader, uh, I can tell you what what all you need to know about the Brewers season so far. Uh, let's. I, I I don't know Zach Plesac tonight, and and we'll go from there, right, Hoinsey? Yeah, and and you know Matt Harvey is pitching for uh, Kansas City. He's struggled. He, you know, they signed him up from the Angels. The Dark Knight is uh, <laughs> is no longer the Dark oh. Knight, I don't think. He's, he's, had a t- he's had a tough time getting out of the third inning. So, uh, if the Indians are going to win a game in this series, this is this is, well, a, this uh, is the time. I was just say the the Indians' offense is the cure for Matt Harvey. I'm sure. But did you see the? Have you seen the the trailer for the Batman movie? The new yeah. they're, they're rebooting. Uh, Rob Pattinson is is Batman, and they got the Joker and Calum. There's like five villains in the movie. Very excited, but they've only filmed half of it because of the virus. So, mm, and, but, good, but they've already man. got the trailer on it. it. It looks really good. So, uh, looking forward to that. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we'll uh, we'll see if the dark night rises tonight. Uh, uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you tomorrow again on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. 